Hallelujah. What an honor and a privilege it is to be here with everyone. SUM, we are excited to worship God alongside you. So get ready. Jesus, we love you so much. We worship you, God. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord. We sing songs unto you, great and mighty King. There is no one like you, God. Oh, Lord, bless me and keep me. Cause your face to shine on me. Lord, be gracious. Lift the light of your countenance. Give me peace. Let's sing that together. Oh, Lord, bless me. Oh, Lord, bless me and keep me cause your face to shine on me lord be gracious lift the light of your continents give me peace for i shine on me for I live only to see your face so shine on me oh Lord bless me and keep me cause your face to shine on me Lord, be gracious, lift the light of your continents, give me peace, for I live, for I live only to see your face, so shine on
to shine on me. Spirit 
lifetime was to follow you the best decision we we make on a daily basis God is to follow you <laughs> to follow you God come on if the Lord has given you a word if he's put a word on your heart to share with us I encourage you to put it in the chat box get that word ready God we we follow you Lord there's no, there's no one else, God. There's no one else that can satisfy our souls like you, Jesus. And I have decided to follow you. I have decided to follow you, God, with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, God. And it is the best decision I've ever made. Come on, if you feel that today, I want you to lift up your hands to God and let him know in your own words, I have decided to follow you and it is the best decision I've ever made, ever made. Hallelujah. Let's sing this song together. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Let's sing that again. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, though none go with me, I still will follow. Jesus, 
the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back, one more time, the world, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, as many as going to play in the background, all you students, wherever you're at, I want you to start speaking in other tongues. The Holy Spirit is moving among every single one of us. I feel his presence so strongly right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are. Now we're going to open up the time for words. We're going to start opening up our mics. What I felt on my heart as we started that first song, the verse that came to my heart was Psalm 37, 4, and it says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so many times I've heard this verse from people hoping for things in this world, though those things are not bad too, you know, like marriage or uh, a godly family or homes or cars and those desires of your heart. But what I started to understand as I read this verse today, as it came into my heart this morning, is the desires of the human heart. What are the desires of the human heart? To be wanted, to be loved, to know your identity, to know your purpose. God says to put the light in him and he's going to give you those things he will give you a place to belong he will give you a home to belong to in his presence he will give you a purpose a calling a name he will give you the right to be a child of god he will give you those desires of your heart as you delight in him amen uh catherine go ahead and open up your mic and give us the word on your heart um, I just feel the Lord saying that he is not a father like the father in the world. There's no need for us to beg and search for him and run and plead to feel his presence because he's saying his presence is already with us. He's not a father that you have to beg for love, the ultimate love he already gave to you and it is there and it's just a step away. He is not a father that you have to search for. He is all around you in the moment that you open your eyes and change the way that you are looking for him. You will see him and you will see that he has been with you through every single moment. He is not a father that will make you beg for his presence, for his love, for a word. It is already in you. It is already around you. Come on, hallelujah. He's a good father. Yoli, you'll be the last one to give a word. Go ahead and open your mic. Yesterday, I just had an image of, um, I was holding Zuli and she, and some, when she's sleepy, she comes closer to my chest. And I just had this image of how, just like I'm Zuli's mom forever, and how I will always do my best to protect her and care for her, no matter if our finances here at home change, whether we have food on the table or not, I will always care for her. And it's the same for, for our father in heaven. No matter how our circumstances here on earth change, he's always there. He will always be there to protect us, to carry us through, just like how I'm Zuli's mom. He's our heavenly father forever and will do his best to protect us no matter how our, how things change here on earth. 
Amen. So powerful. I think there's a theme there that the Holy Spirit was, was really showing all of us. He's a good father. We can trust in him and we run to him to find our place to belong and our purpose. So Des, I'm going to have you just sing out a few more minutes. Just sing from the Spirit. Sing what's on your heart. And let's worship the Lord again together. We don't never have to be afraid. We don't never have to worry. Cause God, we know that you are the best provider. We know that you are the best father. The way you wrap us in your arms. The way you love us, Jesus. best father a child can ask for you are the best father a child can ask for i may not have had a father on this earth no i may have spent some years searching for and wide for that love but God, the moment that you stepped my way, the moment that you said, come here, child, the moment that you opened your arms, God, and I ran to you, Jesus. All the pain, all the fear, all the stress, all the worry, all the anger, all the guilt, all the resentment, the bitterness, Lord, it all fell away. It all fell away. It all melted Change me forever, forever. I'm yours. My heart, my love, forever is yours. You changed me. You gave me the pain that I have. You gave me the love that I have. Oh, Lord, and it is because of you that we stand here today. Oh, God, it's only because of you that we stand here today. Oh, Jesus, I remember when you told me it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done because I love you with such an everlasting love. Oh, Jesus, you spoke the words of love into my heart, God, and you captivated me. <laughs> And we are forever yours, God. We are forever yours, Lord. I pray that we would all, God, that we would all never, never forget, Lord, how you've changed our lives, God, and the love that you have for us, God. You are beautiful. You are special in every way, in every way, shape, and form. You are the best papa. You are the best papa anyone could ever have. And we love you so much so much jesus thank you thank you thank you so much for that worship time what a powerful time in god's presence so amazing so without further ado i'm just going to go ahead and introduce pastor nancy and she's going to give us a powerful word on the wisdom of god today Amen. Thank you. As we prepare to get into our message, I just want you guys to lift up your hands right now and speak in tongues. I feel like I have a word I want to share with you this morning, and I want to let you guys know, do not get comfortable around the anointing. Do not get comfortable when Des begins to worship prophetically like that. You need to dive into the river. Do not be bystanders. Lift up your hands. Proclaim the word of God over your life. Be set free from the prophetic word that goes forth. Do not get comfortable 
around the anointing. Do not get comfortable when the Holy Spirit moves in power and worship. Don't take it for granted. Participate. Expect God to move you, to move on your emotions like you've never experienced before. Expect God to do something that you've never felt before or seen before or have known before. Come on, we cannot put God in a box as ministers of the gospel, as carriers of the power and the fire of God. Don't get comfortable with the anointing and take it for granted. Because just like Uzzah in the Old Testament, they got comfortable around the Ark of the Covenant when they were moving it back to the Israelite camp. He wanted to protect it from it falling over and he died because he was too comfortable around the power of God. Do not get comfortable. Do not stand back. Lift up your voices. When a woman of God worships, when a woman of God is going in and declaring how Jesus has set her free from sin, lift up your hands and dance like David did, unashamed, unashamed of the power of God. In Jesus' name, let that be our testimony, that we would dance like David danced, that we would dance like David danced in Jesus' name. Come on, I actually want to sing that out. If you guys are able to, I want you to stand up, fix your cameras, do whatever you got to do. Des, can you give me an okay that you remember how to sing that song? Like old school, I will dance like David danced. Come on, SUMers, we are unashamed of the gospel. We are unashamed of going all in for Jesus and experiencing his presence and his power. Come on. Woo! It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. If you don't know it, it's simple. Take over, Merced's, whenever you're ready. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance. Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart. I will dance like David dance. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David dance. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, in your own voices, lift up Jesus. Lift up his praises. Come on, God, you are awesome in this place. You are awesome in our lives. You are worthy of all the honor, all the glory, all the power. In the mighty name of Jesus, we proclaim you unashamed, oh God. We thank you, Jesus, that you are for us the wisdom and the power of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Welcome to chapel. Welcome to chapel, Chicago MPI style in Jesus' name. Woo! I am so excited to preach the word to you this morning. God has put this on my heart, and I want to let you know that it's going to be a lot of word. We're going to be reading through a lot of verses because the word will speak for itself. Amen? Lauren, if you can please prepare that Bible confession for me as we all catch our breath. <laughs> so good to see you all. I'm so proud of each and every one of you. Keep going hard for Jesus, keeping faithful in your classes. Keep pursuing Jesus in your private time. This is a Bible confession that I want us to repeat together. I used to watch John Osteen every Sunday evening with my dad growing up as a little girl. 
That's Joel Osteen's father. He was a mighty man of God, full of power and the Holy Ghost. He would have this confession that he would say with his congregation before every message that he preached. Well, at least it seemed that way, you know, when I would watch him on Sunday night. So I want us to do it together. So let's go on in. You guys ready? If you can, hold up your Bibles. If you have a hard copy, that's amazing. If you don't, that's okay. Hold up your phones. And I'm going to pause after I say each line because even though I can't hear you, I'm going to give you the duration of time to repeat after me. So let's go. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I am about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Powerful. If you guys have never heard that, that's one of my favorite gospel confessions. Don't you guys love the word of God? I'm going to give you a little intro to the intro of the message today that will be on the wisdom of God. But I want to let you know that us grounding our lives in the word is powerful. There is nothing like the name of Jesus. There is nothing like the word of God. It is the word that saves you. It is the word that sanctifies you. It is a word that heals you and sets you free. It is a word that empowers us to do good works. It challenges us to mature, to move on from spiritual milk to solid food. It is the word of God that challenges us to reach others for Christ. It is his word that makes us bold, that doesn't let you quit. It doesn't let you quit during your midterm time when all hell is breaking loose against you. It is the word of God that helps keep you holy. It is the word of God that gives you great and precious promises. Everything that you need for life and godliness has been given to you by Jesus through his word. Amen. Don't ever forget that. No matter what season in life you find yourself in, we base our foundation, our solid rock is in the word of God. So with that said, let's read Psalm 119, please. I want us to turn to Psalm 119, and I want us to skim through some of those verses. Psalm 119 shows the heart that we should all have about desiring the commands of God, the word of God, his statutes, his laws, his precepts. So follow along with me on your phones or your hard copy Bible. We're going to scroll down. If you guys don't have a lot of highlighted verses in this chapter, I want to encourage you to read Psalm 119 every day. Listen to Psalm 119 until you feel changed. You can listen to it uh, via the audio Bible app. You can go through the whole chapter in probably 15 to 20 minutes. Hide the word of God in your heart. Let's hear what it says. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all of, your, all of their heart. Do you guys wanna be blessed today? Seek God, seek, seek his commands. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all of my heart. Do not, do not let me stray from your commands. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. 13, with my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. Do you do that? Do you rejoice in the commands of God like one who rejoices in great riches? All of the riches of this world can never compare to the truths found in Jesus's words. Verse 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Don't hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. Do you think that our city would be different if we had men and women who were consumed 
with longing for the law of God at all times. Come on, keep going down. Verse 32, I run in the path of your commands for you have broadened my understanding. People in this world do not understand because they are not running towards the commands of God. They're running away from them and they think they have knowledge and they think they have true understanding, but they do not. They are poor, wretched, pitiful, blind, and naked. They need Jesus to open their eyes. We need to pray that the scales fall from their eyes so that they understand the message of the gospel. Give, verse 34, give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all of my heart. Direct me in the paths of your commands for that's where I find delight. Is your delight in the law of the Lord today? Come on, his word is true. His word is powerful. And 50, let's go down to 50. My comfort in my suffering is this, that your promise preserves my life. I wanna encourage you in this introduction before the introduction, it is the word of God that will preserve you. It is the word of God that will guide you and lead you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be encouraged by that today. My message this morning for you is the wisdom of God. And my prayer is that each and every one of you will live and abide in the wisdom of God that comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. May we be believers, disciples of Jesus, who live according to the commands of the Lord, who walk in wisdom according to the word, not the wisdom of this world, but according to the truths found in the word of God. May you be wise Bible college students, wise husbands and wives, wise children, wise parents. When Joe and I had had premarital uh, marriage counseling before our wedding, the pastor that married us, awesome man of God, he told us mature Christians make mature marriages. And that applies to every area of our life. If you are a mature believer, you will have a mature Bible college education. You will be passing your classes. If you are a mature, wise believer in the Lord, you will have a mature marriage. If you are a wise, mature believer, you will raise uh, wise, mature children in Jesus' name, by God's grace. Amen? So I want to challenge you, and my prayer for you is that you would seek God, that you would get wisdom in Jesus' name. So let's get into the message. Turn to Proverbs chapter one with me, please. Like I said earlier, we will be reading large portions of scripture as we get more into the body of the message, but this is my introduction right now. Point number one, the fear of the Lord. And you guys know that the book of Proverbs is all about speaking about the fear of the Lord so that we can understand and have knowledge of God. It is about the, the wise versus the fool, amen? So Proverbs 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. Which one are you? I hope that you guys are the ones that fear the Lord. Amen? Because only fools will despise the wisdom and instruction of the Lord. In Proverbs 9, 10, it repeats it again. And it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Please understand that the foundation of wisdom is that we fear God. You cannot have true wisdom without the fear of the Lord. You cannot have true understanding without first having knowledge of God. It says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. People in this life who think they know everything about life do not understand fully because they do not know the one who fully made them. We must know God, the author of life, to truly understand life because we have been made according to his image. He created us. Our identity is in him. So if we want to truly understand, if we truly want to have real knowledge and wisdom, it comes through the fear of the Lord and understanding who God is. Number two, for our introduction, there are two kinds of wisdom. Please turn to James chapter three verse 13 through 18. I'm assuming that many of you, hopefully all of you, have read James before. It is a very informative book, and it covers the topic of wisdom. And in chapter three, James teaches us the two kinds of wisdom that there is. Verse 13, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, 
by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Humility comes from wisdom. If we walk in pride, we are not walking in the wisdom of the Lord. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or even deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Please keep that in mind. There are churches, sadly, who have disorder there because there's bitter envy and selfish ambition. We see this in marriages. We see this in family structures across the church, in secular settings, in workplaces, where there is bitter envy and selfish ambition in people's hearts. That is not the wisdom that comes from God. It is demonic. It is unspiritual. And because that's there, there will always be disorder and every evil practice. Verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So what do we understand from the book of James? There's two kinds of wisdoms. The wisdom that does not come from heaven, that is not found through humility, is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. It comes from a bitter envy and selfish ambition, and that you and wherever that is, you will always find disorder in every evil practice. The wisdom from heaven is pure. How many pure, loving people do I have in here? Peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. When those attributes, when that kind of character is in a marriage, when that kind of character is in your personal life, you will reap a harvest of righteousness, amen? So let's make sure that the wisdom that we are walking in is actually also reflected in our character. And see, Proverbs chapter four, let's go back to Proverbs. All of Proverbs chapter four, is talking about getting wisdom and getting wisdom at any cost. Specifically, verse seven, it says the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, get it. Though it costs all that you have, get understanding. And we know that the foundation of that is where? It's in the fear of the Lord. We find it in Jesus, amen? As you read through Proverbs, and we're going to read another ch uh, chapter from this book, I want you to understand that Jesus is personified, Jesus personifies wisdom in Proverbs as a woman. So you have this contrast as a, as a wise woman or a foolish woman, and you'll see that wisdom she calls aloud. We understand because scripture tells us, and that's another passage that I'm going to get into, that Jesus has become for us the wisdom and power of God. So when wisdom is speaking out, it's personified as a woman in the book of Proverbs, but we know that Jesus came and revealed it to us because he came and made his dwelling among us, amen? So let's get into our, the rest of our notes here. Point number one, Christ crucified is God's power and wisdom. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 through 31. Just that subheading right there is just so powerful. Christ crucified is God's power and wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 31, we're going to read all the verses. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Come on, wisdom is found in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, a stumbling block to Jews, 
The message of Jesus's death on the cross is a stumbling block to the Jews, foolishness to the Gentiles, but to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Come on, think back of when God called you before you were saved. Not many of us were wise by human standards. Not many of us were influential. Not many of us are from noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world, the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our what? Three things, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. My friends, Jesus and the message of the cross is for us the wisdom and the power of God. And the world may think that it is foolish, but I would rather be a fool for Christ. Come on, Jesus has become for us wisdom and power of God. It is through Christ that we are made holy and righteous. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He spoke and the world came to be. He spoke and the universe came into existence. He said, let there be light and there was light. Come on, we serve a great big and mighty God. Let's be wise followers of Jesus, understanding that the message of the cross, that the message of the gospel may be foolishness to the world, but they should become fools for Christ so that they could really become wise. Listen to Peter testify about Christ after being used by God to heal the crippled man at the temple gate called Beautiful. Peter and John healed that man. He said, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I give to you in Jesus Christ of now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Watch the reaction of the people around that time. Acts 3, 12 through 16. I'll read it quickly. This is what Peter says. Fellow Israelites, why does it surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. And you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. You guys have to understand, Jesus came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The message that Jesus came to preach, to reveal God's glory to us on this earth, God in the flesh did not, his creation did not receive him. But to those who have, we have the privilege of becoming children of God. Amen? Number two, wisdom's rebuke. Please turn to Proverbs 1, verses 20 through 33. Proverbs 1, 20 through 33. When I read this portion of scripture, I always think about our city. I'm always thinking about Chicago. I think about the truck being on Michigan Avenue. I think about all the life groups and the various places that you guys are going to, especially like Logan, uh, Logan Square, any place. You know, the Riesco's front lawn, Griselda's porch, where they're preaching. This is what I want to do on the mic next time I'm out there with you guys. Got to get out there. I cannot wait. Amen. So as I read these verses, I want you to think about our city. I want you to think about the outreaches that you and your life groups are doing all across Chicago. And I want you to understand that we are carrying the gospel of Jesus so that all men may know, so that they all have the chance to turn to the wisdom of Jesus and leave their folly. Because when we reject God's wisdom, when we reject Christ as savior, all that is left is wisdom's rebuke. Now listen to this and tell me this does not remind you of our city. And for the most part, our entire nation right now. 
out in the open. Wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Do you guys not meet mockers out there? Do we not meet mockers when we try to talk about abortion being murder? Do we not discover mockers that are there when we say marriage is supposed to be between one man and one woman? One woman? How long will you continue in your simple ways? How long will you mockers delight in your mockery? Pull down your pants and pee in front of our truck disgusting and pitiful repent at my rebuke says the lord says wisdom then i will pour out my thoughts to you i will make known to you my teachings why do they not know the teachings of jesus because they rejected wanting to know truth and they have not repented now listen to what's going to happen but since you refuse and i just lost my notes let me go to my phone i pressed something on uh on the computer here I'm going, I'm following you guys. But since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice, do they disregard our advice when we tell them that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life? Do they disregard our advice when we say you must be born again, that unless a man is born again, they cannot see the kingdom of God? And you do not accept my rebuke. I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me, since they, what? Hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Woo! What did we learn the fear of the Lord was? The beginning of wisdom. They didn't want to do that. Repent Chicago in Jesus name, repent America in Jesus name and choose the fear of the Lord so that you can become wise. Since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me, woo, will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. God will not be mocked, my friends. This generation will reap what they have sown. And if the coronavirus is just a, a, a little, you know, a little beam of that, let, then let it be because it's only the beginning of what this generation will experience if we keep rejecting the wisdom of God, if we keep rejecting his commands. As ministers of God's word, it is our duty to warn them like watchmen on the wall because his word will not return void. It will accomplish the purpose for which he sent it. And we must be faithful preachers of his word, faithful witnesses in Jesus' name. Do not hold back your testimony about Jesus. In Revelation, it says they have overcome him, the enemy, the devil, the liar, the deceiver. They have overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. We will stand up for truth. We will stand up for the wisdom that comes through Jesus and the message of the cross. Because I would rather be called a fool by the world for believing that than to be called a fool by God for rejecting that message. Amen. Come on, let the world call me a fool because I believe that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. Let the world call me a fool because I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day and he's coming back to take me to be with him. And he's coming back for a bride that has made herself ready in the name of Jesus. And we will reign with him for a thousand years and everybody will deserve, uh, will get what they deserve at the last day. And at that day, every knee will bow. Every single knee will bow in Jesus' name because at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord by choice or by force. Those who do it by choice will reign with Jesus for all of eternity. If you do it by force in that day, it is too late. Repent now and receive the wisdom and the power of God found in Christ Jesus. Woo! His word will not return void in Jesus' name. Moral benefits of wisdom. Come on, last point. 
Proverbs chapter two. We're going to read one through 22. I told you we're going to read a lot of verses today, but I want to break down this chapter for you because I want the chapter itself to be our, our, our mini points, you know, our sub points for this last point. And then we're going to tie it all together. But please tune in and really check into this chapter because this is speaking to us, to us who choose to live by the word of God, for those, for those of us who choose to have wisdom because we fear the Lord. What are the moral benefits of that? Proverbs 2, 1 through 22. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. See, in the other chapter, they cried aloud for help. And God says, I'm not going to answer you at that time. But for those of us, if we accept his command, if we turn our ear to him and we call out for insight and for understanding, and if we look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the fear of the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. Come on, let's pause there for a, for a moment. The Lord gives wisdom to who? And will give us knowledge and understanding to those who fear the Lord. And then what happens? What's another moral benefit? Success. He holds success for you because you are upright. He will be your shield. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. Come on, say, Jesus, I know you are my shield because I am walking blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. Don't we want to know what is right and just and fair, especially in this day and age? You know, when we're dealing with our rights being, being meddled with in our city, in our nation, we want to know what's right and just and fair. We want wisdom of God in this time, in this pandemic, so that we know how to walk through every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart. If you cry aloud for understanding, if you want God to show you his path, wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul because you have found that the foundation is in you fearing God. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard, guard you. You want to walk in protection. You want to have a holy relationship, walk in discretion. For those that are not married, give your relationships to Jesus. Walk in his wisdom. For those that are married, seek wisdom from the Lord. Make sure that you're being the wife that God has called you to be. Make sure you're leading the way God has called you to lead as the husband. Use discretion. Use discretion, mothers and fathers, as we're raising our children to keep them protected from the schemes of the enemy. Use discretion, guys, as you're trying to study for your um, papers and your midterms and your tests. Discretion will protect you. Be honest in all that you're doing and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. We live in a very wicked generation. And I know a lot of people work in wicked workplaces, but I wanna let you know, you keep shining your light for Jesus and let the wisdom of God shine through. People will see the difference. We are to be light in the darkness. Where there's wicked men, wisdom will save you. From men whose words are perverse, wisdom is going to save you. Who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, those people who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, those may be our close family members. Listen, God's got your back. Follow him first, no matter what comes your way. If your mom or dad or uncle or titi or abuela want to live for the devil and cause all kinds of mess for you because you're going after God and you're laying your life down for the gospel, their paths are crooked, okay? And they're devious in their ways, but you hold on steadfast to Jesus. Wisdom will save you. Men, from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. That goes for both men and women. Stay away from sexual immorality. Live pure, live holy. The wisdom of God allows you to do that. He has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. Thus, you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. 
when Jesus uh, is in your heart and the fear of the Lord is the foundation for your wisdom, what's going to happen? You're going to walk in the ways of the good. You're going to keep to the path of righteousness for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain. Come on, who's going to remain? Are you blameless? We will stand remaining strong, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. You guys are all familiar with the message from Dr. Michael Brown called the Acharit. Acharit is the Hebrew term related to the word back. And it literally refers to that which comes after. My friends, when you think of your life and what comes after, what will be your end? Do you think of the consequences of sin and compromise and rejecting the wisdom of God? Do you do that? Do you teach your one-on-oneers to do that? Do you teach those who you have relationships with that you're trying to get closer to Jesus? Come on, we need to think what is going to come after. Every decision we make today impacts our ahari, what is going to come after. And you guys know that Dr. Mark Brown's message in this sermon had to do with Christians, men of God, women of God, pastors, choosing to compromise, choosing sin, but they did not take into consideration the folly of their ways. They did not go down the paths that wisdom brought them to. They chose foolishness and they did not know that it would take them out because the devil's not here to play games with us. He The wisdom of God, the wisdom that comes from heaven. Amen. Everyone can know their acharit because the word of God reveals it to all of us. Every single person that Dr. Michael Brown used an example in that message was left with no excuse. They went down the way of darkness. They went down the path that the book of Proverbs and all of these other books in this Bible told us not to go down. Wisdom of God, will wisdom rebuke you or will wisdom provide for you moral benefits? It all depends on if we choose it or reject it. Reject wisdom and become a fool. You will suffer the consequences and face wisdom's rebuke. It's a matter of heaven and hell, life and death. Receive and apply wisdom and bear the fruit of righteousness and blessings that come with it. It doesn't mean that life will always be fair, or that we won't you know, suffer as Christians, but we have an assurance of our final end in Christ if we choose the way of wisdom, if we find our salvation in Jesus and Jesus alone, and we get to experience his goodness in the land of the living. We don't have to wait to leave this earth to experience the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Because although we suffer as Christians in this life, we know that we can still experience his goodness in the land of the living because we serve a good, good father. So in closing, maybe, oh no, doesn't even, you guys are not in the music studio anymore. So in closing, I want you guys to search your hearts. I want you to pray right now. Let's spend a, a few moments here in prayer. And I want us to kind of go through, you know, what we brought up here today. We understand the foundation of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Amen. We want to walk in the fear of the Lord as much as we can, because it is through walking in the fear of the Lord that we will be able to overcome sin and temptation. There are two kinds of wisdom, and we should choose the wisdom that comes from heaven because it will be revealed in our character. It's submissive, it's peace-loving, it's considerate. And we should seek wisdom at any cost. We understand that Christ is the wisdom and power of God, and we choose to either accept it or reject it. If you reject the wisdom of God, you choose to be a fool in his sight. If you accept the wisdom of God, you are counted among the wise, amen? Even if the world deems us as foolish for accepting the message of the cross, like I said earlier, I would rather be called a fool by the world than a fool by God. Because he who thinks, if they think they're wise by this world's standards, 
if those people who reject Christ, reject the gospel of salvation, if they think they're wise by the, by the world's standards, they will be humbled at the coming of Christ. And all their so-called wisdom and knowledge will never compare to the wisdom that we have in Jesus. So I challenge every single one of you today, choose to live your life according to the wisdom of God found in Christ, found in our Savior and his word and not in the foolishness of this world. Amen. I know that you guys all do that. I know that you're all powerful gospel preachers and you want to see our city and this generation saved in Jesus name. And as we live out our light for the gospel, as we live out our light for Jesus, we will shine like stars in this world, shining bright in the midst of darkness, shining like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. Praise God. Let me pray for you all. Lord, I thank you so much for this message. I thank you, God, that in Christ, we have the wisdom and power that comes through you. We thank you for the message of the cross. And even though the message of the cross may be foolishness to the world, we know that for us, it is the power of God. And so I pray that we will all, till we see you face to face, that we would all preach your word that we would all choose to walk in obedience to your commands. Like in Psalm 119, let our heart cry out, that we would hide your word in our heart, that we will not sin against you, God, that we will desire your wisdom from heaven that is pure, that is loving, that is considerate, that is submissive, full of truth, oh God. May people see our light shine for you, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every single student in this room and everybody listening. I pray that they would be wise, that they would be wise beyond their years as they apply the truths of scripture to their life. They would experience, God, a mature walk with you, moving on to solid food, oh God, because we want to be warriors for you. We want to be soldiers in your kingdom. And I ask, Lord, that you would continue to minister to us. Let this word take root deep down in our hearts and that, would be that we would be wise women of God, men and women of God, proclaiming your truths in this generation. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Give it up for Jesus. Thank you all for tuning in. Lauren, you can take over at this time. I'll hang around, but you can kind of close it out the normal way that you guys all do that. All right, thank you so much for joining us.